whatever the ritual it is, you know, for the most of it, it helps us shift our attention to where we need it most. We lean into these rituals because they keep, they do keep us grounded. Having that awareness and being able to just pause for a second when we're such go, 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 go all the time. That's where we start to learn. And I think that's where like, you know, the real life magic begins to happen. That was me on the show this week. Hey everyone, I'm Danny Pomploon, and welcome to the Yogi Misfit Sessions. We are back this week with a Dharma Dudes collaboration. It is Rocky and myself, session 109. And this one I was really excited about. Um, Rocky actually took more of the driver's seat on this, and we got to talk about one of my favorite topics, uh, which is morning ritual or sadhana practice. Um, I have been rocking this sadhana with some kundalini kriya and some other practices for I don't know, maybe it's been like nine months a year almost now, and it's been such a huge game changer in my life. Um, I've just seen so many things blossom from it. It started as 15 minutes, and now it's almost two hours in the morning, and it's it's one of those things where people are like, two hours, like that must be nice. And the truth is it is really nice, but I go to bed really early and I wake up really early to make it happen. Um, it's like a make or break for, for my day. But uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I love sharing about this stuff and, and I'm probably going to share some um, Instagram uh, feed stuff on things that you can do and different types of uh, tips and practices for, uh, for getting this going. Um, for all you listeners out there, as always, I just want to thank you guys for listening to the show because you truly do make it happen. Um, if you love the show, we love when you leave reviews. Yeah, it's very cool when you do it and we're super appreciative when you do it. Uh, there's a link below um, and you can uh, check it out and leave us a review over on iTunes. Um, we have a whole new podcast page. We have a whole new podcast support page. Go check them out. We've done a lot of hard work. And the last part to this is I have some really exciting news today. Yes, today. Um, I launched version two of my yoga app. And you can check it out on my website under practice online. It's got like 30 classes on there, some meditations. Um, you can basically just take me in your pocket um, anywhere you go. Yay! I've always wanted to say that. And actually, it's going to be my cheesy joke about it. But uh, yeah, go check it out. There's a link below on the show. And there's also on the Danny Pomplin website, you can check out my new yoga app, all sorts of practices. There's beginners, intermediate, there's arm balances, there's chill stuff, again, meditations, pranayama. Without further ado, here goes session 109, Rocky and me doing Dharma Dudes. What up, all you seekers and finders? This is your boy, Rocky. And Danny. There he is. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Dharma Dudes, where we ask the question, what the heck's really going on? <laughs> is, that a, is that a new thing we do? I didn't realize you did that. That's how I've been organizing my mind around these episodes this whole time. That, what the heck is going on? Yeah, that's sort of the fundamental <laughs> organizing inquiry that informs the Dharma doodleage. The doodleage of the Dharma mm. dudes. Yep. 
DD, D and D. So this episode is going to be a little different because I'm going to talk to my boy Danny about some things that have been on my mind as it relates to him and his journey and his practice. Mm. So, you know, Danny, are you ready to be on the receiving end of just a barrage of questions? I mean, I think I, I, I'm, I don't, can I process this? Uh, do I have to process this in real time or later? Yeah, no, we have, th- we have 30 minutes for you to just process how you feel about <laughs> being on a podcast. <laughs> Rocky, I am ready. Oof. That's inspiring. <laughs> for all of those, for, I mean, for, for all of you listeners, uh, Danny and I have ongoing, uh, is it, I don't know if it's a bit or if it's just a reflection of our, our various ways of, of engaging with life where we talk about real-time processing versus processing years after the fact, what's really going on. Yeah. So really Dharma Dudes is sort of the intersection of future and, and present processing of life all mixed into this delicious curry we call mm. the doodleage of Dharma. Is that Dudes. fair? Is that accurate? Yeah. Should we change the say- iTunes description of the podcast? <laughs> the doodleage of Dharma. <laughs> Come for the Dharma, stay for the doodleage. That's what I say. That's our tagline. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you forgot to hashtag before, though. Oh, sorry. The preface is everything I say in the course of a day is hashtagged. Yeah. 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 Good. So, you know... <laughs> What I wanted to chat with you about, Danny, you know, anyone that, that practices with, with me probably or, or hears what I got to say about, about stuff and things um, knows that I'm, I'm a big advocate for what I call like movement diversity, not just movement in your physical practice, but, but the movements of your mind, of your, your various practices, um, the movement of life. Uh, I think it's very important to sort of increase our ability to adapt to various contexts and circumstances by trying new things in new ways um, and exploring life in new ways on on a sort of a, a daily basis. That mm-hmm. said, a lot of the yoga practices are steeped in tradition and this mm-hmm. this acknowledgement of abhyasa, of the the consistency of doing something over and over and over again on a daily basis uh, in pursuit of, you know, fill in the blank. And something that I've witnessed go on for you um, in the last several, I guess, months, but perhaps even like further, like several years, has been the adopting of a ritual of Mm -hmm. of sadhana, of consistent uh, recursive practices that seem to that seem to you know be quite meaningful um, in your life. You know, I have my own relationship with that, but I wanted to talk with you and hear from you about what what those practices have i guess a been in 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 the most recent weeks and months for you and what your relationship with that is perhaps in contrast to the more dynamic aspects of of yoga and your life yeah i mean so i had uh, i had coffee with a teacher friend um just uh, she's like a mentor uh, teacher friend um and you know we were just talking about like the journey and where i've been and you know where i'm currently at and and what's changed you know just checking in essentially and you know the question came up she had said you know how long have you been practicing yoga and i said nine months 
and mm-hmm. she kind of giggled and she was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm interested. You'd like say more. And I said, well, I took my first yoga class when I was 18 and you know, I flirted with yoga, you know, I was a tourist, uh, as I like to say, like in and out, you had to go to the gym and take a yoga class. And, you know, if there were people, you know, my friends went to a yoga class, I would go, but I never really, you know, did it, uh, like regularly. It was just something I, I'd, I'd frequented a couple of times. And then, you know, Dabbler. yeah, da- I dabbled. Um, and, you know, later on, you know, at 25 is really when I started to, to go. And, um, like a lot of us, I went to power, he did vinyasa classes and, that was it. And, you know, as of, uh, like sometime this, this year, uh, like May ish, I'm like a teacher for, I think nine years now or eight years, nine, nine years, 2011 math, nine, nine years. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, <laughs> I have my calculator open so I can confirm that. Great. Thank you. Yeah. My um, instruments. Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've done a lot of yoga asana, like a ton of it. And I've studied a lot of yoga movement and some philosophy and, and, you know, so on and so forth, everything throughout the trainings that I've done. But really what has shifted and changed is that I've developed an actual sadhana. And for me, it's this process of getting to know myself a bit better, one, And two, it's this process of like, it creates this uh, refuge for me. So sadhana is, you know, it's uh, for me, it's a more, it's a morning ritual. Right. And, and the way that, the way that I start to unpack it all, you you know, is, is the first thing that I do is, is when I get out of bed, I think to myself, you know, like, how am I going to take care of myself today? Like, what is the first thing that needs to like happen? And part of uh, some of the teachings and also just some, some cool science stuff is, you know, your body's dehydrated while you sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, so the first thing I do is I end up getting out of bed and then I do uh, lemon water with a little bit of sea salt in there. Um, and then I just hydrate and that's just a way for my body to say, okay, you know, time to start to get the thing going. And um, then from there I'll go and I'll get natural light. So it's sometimes I'll sit in the window for five minutes or I'll go upstairs um, and get outside. Um, just, it just depends. Mm-hmm. And then after I'm done with that part, that's really where the inter work or, you know, as we were talking, the more work that's been uh, potent in, in my practice. Pause. So as I'm telling my routine to this teacher, she's like, oh, so now you're doing the things and you're actually working with the things. And I said, yeah. And it, it really has been in this last, you know, nine months, you know, even more so prolific in, in my life in the last, I would say some September, you know, the burnout was a big part of it. And there's this really cool quote that I want to, um, that I want to read. And a friend of mine said it to me because he was like, you just seem like you're doing, you know, the most and, and, and not, not the most is like, you know, I'm handling it. And he's like, you're just handling things. And, and, and I see you having a lot more fun and a lot more time and energy. And it says, this quote is six months of hardcore focus and alignment can put you five years ahead in life. Don't underestimate the power of consistency and desire. Mm-hmm. You have what it takes to become the best that you can be. Don't ever doubt yourself. Harness the power, exceed your expectations. 
And for me, there's a part of it. The, 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 the hardcore focus is a part, but the alignment part is the biggest part. We can do all the to-do list. We can wake up and, you know, crush out our emails and we can, you know, wake up and, you know, go and, you know, like I said, like do the most, like, you know, but plan this and plan that and plan this and plan that. But if you're not tuning into yourself, if you're not tuning in and and checking in and, and really caring for yourself first, I think that that pulls us one out of alignment, but you're taking away your superpower so that you can continue to do the rest of the thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, we you know we've talked about this in in previous episodes about sort of what well, I'm, I'm, several episodes come to mind. Firstly, the one on, on burnout, where we sort of talk about how this practice or these practices do assist us in increasing our capacity, our capacity to tolerate, manage, organize, um, relate with more force in our life or more dynamic forces, be they physical or emotional or mental. Um, and so the importance of maintaining the self practices so that our capacity can steadily, you know, increase or, or, or stabilize uh, to, to navigate the life we've created for ourselves. And then also the conversation on a broader conversation, like what is yoga? Like is yoga, is yoga the pursuit? Is yoga the practice? Is yoga the sadhana? Is yoga the goal? Is, is it right. some combination of all those things? So what comes up for me a little bit as you're sharing, like the idea that you've only really begun in the last nine months is like whatever came before those nine months, did those things need to happen to prepare you to be for, able yeah. to start? And in, in that case, like when did the yoga really begin? Right. Well, so, you know, like what I think about it is like, <clears throat> the reason it's a, there's a really simple reason why I do the sadhana in the morning and, and I'll, I'll get into like the rest of what it actually looks like and, and mm-hmm. where's a great place to start in a bit, but there, there was friction in my life and I just wanted to reduce the friction in my life and focus on what I could do and, mm-hmm. and, and how I could take care of myself. And that is, I mean, it is as simple as that. It's, it was, it was permission for me to, you know, uh, you know, find awareness as to where am I getting, you know, where are the bumpers in life and do I want to continue to do that? Do mm-hmm. I want to continue to, to fall over the, the the pattern of, you know, bumping into that same stuff, whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever drama it is that comes up. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, and, and I, you know, Rocky, you know me pretty well, like it, it took a long time for me to, 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 play around with manifestation and things like that. Like I've, that's not my first go-to, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but, but what has been, you know, again, what I just keep going back to is I know that my life has changed completely because of these practices. You know, my life has changed completely because I spend, you know, this hour and a half to two hours, you know, in the morning, sometimes it's not that indulgent. Sometimes it's, it's 30 minutes, you know, no, no matter what, there is no skipping it, but because I have this time that I've created for myself where I'm able to be introspective, where I'm able to nourish, where mm-hmm. I'm able to, uh, you know, tune in, everything has got like, I, my mind has never felt this sharp and this clear. I don't think I've ever, I don't remember a time where I've been able to accomplish the things that I'm doing and have an awareness to say, 
I don't need to do at this time anymore. And I don't need to do it this time anymore. And now it's time for me to take care of myself here. And now it's time for me to take care of myself here. Mm -hmm. Whereas beforehand, before I had this practice, I would just go, 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 and then crash and then go, 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 and then crash. And so now I have this, like, it's like a superpower. It's like, it's truly, it's like, you know, being able to, you know, get out and do the thing it completely shifts my entire day, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's like kind of like why we go to yoga and we do all the poses and then we get into Shavasana and it's cathartic. It feels really good. You know, and you have this sense of release or connection or whatever it is. It is the same exact feeling after I do my morning ritual. Every single time I have this sense of like, okay, I'm ready. And the day is ready. And my personality is like, you know, completely just, set and, and, and the big hangups that used to be explosive and I used to lose it, aren't that bad there. It's, it's just like, okay, it, everything just seems more manageable because of it. That's awesome. It's interesting that I, I, there's so much that can be explored in the name of yoga. And what I'm, what sort of stimulates me is the, the consideration of how we can engage in these things on purpose and call them practice. We can also recognize that they're intrinsic to life itself. And that observation or that awareness can be a part of our, our practice, you know, to say like life has a recursive routine to it. I mean, we have the predictable cycles of the days and the weeks, the months, the years, the seasons, the movements of the planets. There's a element that is, uh, that continues to evolve and grow. There's also an element that repeats, um, and within that repetition, there's certain sort of predictable uh, aspects and, and features to our day. And then there's also the things that we can account for, the, the dynamics of life, the, the, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, like the unexpected and the expected. You know, we live in this, this realm of, of, of karma, of, of consequence, which is somewhat predictable. And, and you know, lila, the, this word for unpredictability. Right. And you know, that is inherent to life. And also when we choose to practice yoga to a certain extent, we're, we're choosing to engage in those forces. Our, our asana practice has a certain consistency to it. Perhaps, you know, we might start with sun salutations or the kind of more familiar elements. And then there's always the, I mean, depending on how you practice, there's the unexpected. And even if you're someone that practices a set sequence of movements, the unexpected is, or the variable is who you are on that day. There can be unexpected mm-hmm. things that happen within a, a set, um, predictable framework. So I, it's what's coming up for me as you share, this is just reflecting on the benefits of embracing both, you know, having something that you do every day, despite the fact that life is going to throw a lot of unexpected things at you and you know, how, how the, the, this more soothing, perhaps like calming grounding practices can help better prepare you yeah. to navigate the, the unexpected elements of life. Yeah. It, I mean, rituals, you know, like whatever the ritual it is, you know, f- for the most of it, it helps us shift our attention to where we need it most, you know, and we, we le- like you just said, like I, I, we lean into these rituals because they keep, they do keep us grounded. You know, we're able to, to, having that awareness and being able to just pause for a second when we're such go, 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 go all the time, 
that's where we start to learn. And I think that's where like, you know, the real life magic begins to happen, you know, when you're starting to find those subtle shifts and change. And I think it's, you know, most of the things that we do are powered by habits. You know what I mean? 40% of the things that we end up doing, you know, day to day, I think it is, is, is powered by habits. So creating this, you know, if you just want to look at it really simple, it's, you're just, you're creating a habit one, but two, you're also tapping into, you know, your magic or, you know, your practice or source or, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it, insert the blank, you know, you're tapping into that and, and, and setting yourself up for that day. It's like better than your supercharged cup of coffee. You're supercharging your, yourself as a human. <laughs> well, someone gave me the example recently of like, you know, we, we accept the fact that in order to use our, our phones or our whatever smart watches or computers at night, you got to, I mean, turn it off or put it on airplane mode or do whatever and plug it in and let it rest and let it and like my phone, because I don't often like have it connected to Wi-Fi or plugged, but it, it always says like, in order for the update to be installed, you have to, has to be connected to Wi-Fi, plugged in and left alone. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we have our own rhythms and, and, and need to be recharged and updated and upgraded. And a lot of those things don't set in until we give ourselves the time, whether that's through sleep or through meditation or through, or through sadhana to let ourselves be refreshed um, so that we can have the most, you know, uh, current operating system <laughs> downloaded to to carry out our function um so I, I i i very much resonate with that notion and also you know the i will say that i think in, pulling on the thread of what i shared in the beginning about sort of diversity i think probably some of it's constitutional you know for somebody that is very much set in their ways and is very much gravitates towards the predictable and towards the consistent and towards routine for that individual the thing that breaks habit may be the the embracing of of variability and doing mm -hmm. things differently and trying you know try one new thing every day and and all this these kind of things whether that's in our practice or just in how we approach life right what i hear you saying is like as someone that has a lot going on and a lot of I mean, just knowing what I do about your, what your life, there's a lot of different projects happening. There's a lot of new stuff unfolding. There's a lot of, um, uh, your attention is, is being applied to life in a, in, in not a very, uh, autopilot kind of way. Like <laughs> there's a lot going on for you. And so having for someone like you having the, the, the sadhana, the consistency in the morning is what probably, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but, but what provides balance to that, that polarity perhaps. Um, right. so I, I, to me, I think the yoga is sort of whatever we do to help bring ourselves into a state of balance, which could look like very different things for two people that are constitutionally quite different in right. how they approach life. Yeah. There's a couple things. Um, a couple things with that. First off, Rocky, you don't know my life. <laughs> fair, fair. Let's process Second this off. in real time. <laughs> I have I actually have all day so we can, this can be a, a day long podcast. Subject our listeners to this. Yeah, you guys are a part of this. So don't, if, oh my God, if you guys leave right in the middle of this, I, I don't know. You leave Rocky single-handed. Yeah. <laughs> I have abandonment issues and you guys will be <laughs> stoking <laughs> those flames big time. 
Um, so, yeah, the first thing is you don't know my life. Uh, the right. second office, please don't speak for me again. Okay, um, I'm writing this down. <laughs> no, no, there, there is a there, there, there. It's, I mean, it's just it's it's not even that you have to just like trust into you know like oh well you know it's a, like well it's a yoga thing so you got to do it or it's like a, what just look at the most successful <laughs> look at Oprah I look at Oprah I seriously I look at Oprah all you the time her? a lot of it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Oprah. And she's like, hey, <laughs> I see you, girl. I'm looking yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, I see you. And then she, she says, C for C. Oh, really? Um, is, is that where you got that from? Yeah, from Oprah. Oh, cool. Um, I'm looking at her. <laughs> I look at, you know, I look at really successful people, you know, and and people that inspire me and, you know, like, are like people that I want to, you know, necessarily like emanate um, in the way that they carry or what, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, those people have some sort of morning ritual. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I was giggling inside the quote that you said, you know, about plugging in your phone. Da, 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 da. I just finished reading a book. It's called "Own Own the Day, Own Your Life" by this guy Aubrey Marcus, who I, I just think is phenomenal, and he's he's super cool. And his big takeaway of it was like, we you know we put we put our phones down every single night. Like like you just said, we put them to rest so that they can recharge and do their thing. And yet we don't do that for ourselves. You know, it's easier for us to do that for something like our phone device, because we know that it's going to, we're going to need it the next day, but we forget that we are humans and we need, you know, to sleep, we need to eat, we need to hydrate, but that's not, we don't just stop there. We're not just these like machines where we just operate off that. We also operate on, you know, on a soul level and on a human level and on a connection level and on our self level. You know what I mean? So being able to, I mean, just kind of going back into it, like finding for me, like the sleep and stuff is important. Yes. Like I, I, I do that, but like being able to go into this space is that recharge for me. It's, it's that downloading that, you know, the version 2.0 of, of Danny and, and letting it sit and process, you know, and, You're and on 2.0. I'm only on 2.0. Okay. That's cool. I mean, I celebrate where you are on your journey. <laughs> That's well, I, I was just from here and I was, way. I was already so good that I only needed one upgrade. So, um, I don't, I don't know how many upgrades you needed, but I did it. <laughs> so, so I, I wonder, um, well, actually I, I, it's making me think of, uh, I, I, I don't want to say used to, cause I still, I still pick up their teachings from time to time, but I've spent a lot of time over the years investigating the teachings of Abraham Hicks, which if you don't know who they are, you can Google them, but, um, they make the analogy often that, you know, our life and our, our vibration sort of runs on momentum. And when you sleep, you have the ability to sort of stop the momentum that your day has incurred. And, you know, a lot of our momentum is beneficial. We talk about habits, Mm -hmm. there's healthy habits, there's non-productive habits. Um, But a lot of our momentum is just as a result of the practice of our, uh, of particular thought forms that sort of gain momentum and then become belief systems and then manifest around us as, as the life that we experience. So when you Mm -hmm. sleep, you have the opportunity to stop momentum. And what, what happens for so many of us when we wake up is we just sort of pick up the last thought form that we had when we went to sleep and that momentum continues. So Mm -hmm. the idea of a morning practice or morning sadhana allows us to be more discerning and more proactive about the type of momentum we want to start for that day, which can, you know, can, I guess the the morning is the best time or the most productive time, not that you can't do it other times in the day, but where you have the highest likelihood of 
stepping out on the right foot, so to speak, and mm-hmm. informing the the trajectory of your thoughts, beliefs, and experiences um, that day. Yeah, I mean, and 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 also, you know, for 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 those that are like, I don't know, it's not for me. Try it. Mm-hmm. It's the word like the, the worst thing that you can do is try it and say that didn't work for me and thank you, but mm-hmm. try it and put some honest effort into it. Like, don't sell yourself short. You're totally worth it. Uh, you're deserving of it and try it because it will change your life. Well, maybe, it totally will change your life. Maybe we can share. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, we've, we've done a, a few terms out here. Sadhana, Abhyasa. We haven't used the word Kriya, but these are my understanding is that these words, they mean slightly different things, but they all sort of sort of relate to the, the similar uh, aspects. So like Sadhana being whatever it is that you do on a consistent basis in pursuit of a particular goal is our sadhana. Mm-hmm. Abhyasa is sort of the idea that repetition and sort of um, diligent pursuit in a direction will lead to manifestation. And uh, Kriya essentially relating to like just action, whatever it is that you do. So our Kriyas, our Abhyasa, our, our sadhana all sort of speak to discipline and habit forming and routine and ritual. What I hear you saying is that, um, I'm not speaking for you. I'm just reflecting what I hear you saying. I'm referring to my list of things never to do again. Um, (laughs) is that for you, that looks like a morning ritual. So I, so I'm often like, don't want to suggest that sadhana means a morning ritual, but, but a morning ritual is an example of, of sadhana. Um, can you articulate, you started to share, um, uh, what that looks like for you drinking what the lemon water and sitting yeah. in the sunlight. What yeah. else does your, does your particular sadhana at this you know moment in your life look like? Yeah. So here's, here's, uh, here's a great place to start, but also, and this is, this is what I do every single, every single morning. Um, I start, I start with getting out of bed and I'll yeah. have, I take my phone. I no longer, um, I've been trying, I should say, I've been trying really hard not to sleep with the phone right next to me. Um, I try to put it on the other side of the room. Um, and next I'm going to explore getting an alarm clock in my room. And and when I go to bed, the phone's going to like go live in the kitchen or somewhere else. Um, and so I get out of bed and the phone gets turned off and there's a second alarm to tell me when I actually have to start getting ready for, you know, getting ready to leave the house or whatever it is, you know, my mm-hmm. like warning, my warning shot. But, and that there's no social media, there's nothing right away. It's putting that down. I go straight to the kitchen and I do lemon water, uh, with a little bit of sea salt in it. And then as I sip on this lemon water, I will get some fresh sunlight for like five minutes. And that's just a way for my body's, you know, rhythm to say, okay, it's time to start going for the day. It's time to start waking up to wake up. Then after I do that, I will start some movement because I want my blood to get going. I want my body to get moving. Um, And that looks like a million different things on a million different days. But for the most of it, it's to prepare myself to sit down because that's what's going to happen next. So I'll do some yoga poses. Uh, sometimes I'll, you know, hang off my pull-up bar and do some pull-ups and maybe some burpees to wake up or whatever it is. Just, it's some sort of movement. There's always yoga poses involved. Um, and that's, I don't know, like I said, some days that's 15 minutes. Other days that's been longer than like an hour, just depending on time and what I have going on. Then I'll come and sit 
And as I sit before I start, uh, you know, with anything with, um, with meditation, um, I pull out a reading. I have, um, I, ha- I have a couple of ideas for, 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 for reads. And, and sometimes I'll bring poetry. Uh, sometimes I'll bring, you know, a lot of it is, is yoga text. Um, and then some stuff is just, you know, self-help or, you know, motivational, whatever it is. And it's just a way to get my thought process going for the day. It's a way to get my brain to turn on. Um, so I'll read, um, I'll read a couple passages. I'll read a couple poems or whatever it is. And then I, um, sit and then I check in and I check in on my journal first. So the way that I break down my journal is I check in. The first question is, how am I feeling today? And it's just a direct feeling of, you know, is it, you know, am I feeling safe? Am I feeling scared? Am I feeling nervous? Am I feeling determined? Am I feeling, you know, whatever it is, X, Y, Z. And then from there, I do a gratitude list of only three things. I don't push any further than three. Um, and some days it's really easy. Some days I have conversations with friends and I'm like, oh, this person or that person or, you know, uh, whatever it is, my new plant, uh, just whatever. Sometimes it's something as simple as, you know, my beating heart today. That's like another great, great go-to. My good friend Rocky. My good friend Rocky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who tries to tell me how to live my life? Yeah. yeah uh, advice. <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe totally tomorrow, that, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but definitely include that and just see what happens. <laughs> just and then I write down three actionable goals for the day. So it doesn't have to be like whatever, but three things that I want to take care of that day, edit video, uh, set up the podcast, edit the pod, whatever it is that I've got going on. And then I do what is my happy hour or my self-care for the day. And that's not my sadhana. That's kind of something completely different. So it's going for a walk without my phone, Uh, you know, going to get a massage, whatever it is that you're going to do, you know, going and reading in the park, whatever your version of that, like Mm self-care moment for your day is, you know, taking a restorative class or, you know, whatever. Um, And then I'll start my little journal. Uh, My next page will be like, you know, like getting ready to to do thoughts for the day. Um, And I'll just set that up. And then I put the journal down after I check in and then I'll sit. And as I sit, I might do some breathing exercises for a bit because the breath is life. The breath is force. That's going to get us to, I mean, to oxygenate your body in a great way, you know, in a big way, as you start, it is a great way to just wake yourself up. But again, to just bring life into your body. And then I meditate and I meditate sometimes for 10 minutes, 20, 30, every day it shifts. It's a little bit different. And then after the meditation, I'll open up the journal again. And that's where the contemplation part is. So I'll write down whatever came up, whatever didn't come up, wherever I'm now at, that I've had a moment to get grounded. Um, And yeah, I close it up and I call it a day. I call it a morning. I call it a practice. I also have uh, these little yoga cards and these spirit animal cards. And I pull those as well just to, it's something that I love to do. It's something that I look forward to do. And and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's something I look forward to in, in pulling those as well. So I add that in and that that seems to be, there's some small things that go in there. You know, like I light a candle, I burn some sage, I'll do something, you know, like that in, in, in at the start of all this. But really the nuts and bolts is hydrate, get some sun or some, some, some light, you know, move, sit, check in, meditate, and then contemplate, you know, get whatever is upstairs out. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I just feel, I mean, it just feels like I'm, 
like I'm ready. Like even the hardest days feel really, really, really manageable because I've set myself up. I've tuned in. I've, I've found this level of awareness of like, you know, where am I at today? Am I feeling, you know, angry? Am I, did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Am I feeling triggered? Am I, you know, feeling X, Y, and Z? But I, I know that going into it because I've done that work mm-hmm. because I've done this little ritual thing where I've been able to, you know, cocoon for a little bit and, and figure out what I need. Fabulous. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to, to morning routines and, and to our capacity and ability to be a bit more, again, proactive about who we are, maybe not just choosing to be that day, but our awareness of who we are that day. Um, you know, I've seen the effects that this has had on you from afar and how, you know, even leading the retreat together. And it was the highlight for me of that retreat was being able to sort of do that together with a group for five days. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the thing, I mean, on a personal note, like whatever I'm leading a training or, or, a retreat or, or something that occurs over the, the arc of time, what's the most, the most nourishing aspect of that for me is the sadhana is being yeah. able to kind of set the tone with each other. And it's never lost on me. What a, what a luxury that is. And I think, and not just a luxury, but, but how beneficial that is. And I, I guess I would, I would say, I'd like that you summed it up in like the nuts and bolts, but like the reality is when we make these practices, very time consuming. So like, you know, set your alarm an hour and a half earlier than you're used to. Um, and, and, you know, take the time for this, however beneficial that might be, it's easy to make excuses. Mm -hmm. So some people, I talk to folks all the time that I say like, you know, can you set your alarm five minutes before you normally would, and just make a habit of getting up and paying attention to your breath for five minutes before you start the day? Like what, what would you say? And, I mean, perhaps there's not one thing that's the most potent, but for, for folks that maybe are reluctant or, or maybe skeptical that they will have the, the ability to do something like this, if, if they did just have five minutes or 10 minutes, what would be a good place to start? I'll, I mean, so, okay. So this is what I'll say is if you can dedicate a 30 minute Netflix show to your, to yourself, you know, every day or whatever it is you can dedicate 30 minutes to yourself. You're, you're literally taking, you know, 10, five minutes to love yourself. So let, let me start with like, by saying that, like mm-hmm. you are literally just taking five, 10 minutes to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is just start by, start by changing it up in the, in the morning. You know, if, if you don't do any of this, get up, get out of bed, have a glass of water and sit and look out your window. Start there. Cool. Yeah. Super simple, super quick. You know, it's it, what's interesting. There's a lot of interesting in this conversation for me, but we've never had this conversation really. We've never talked about what it is that we do in the morning. And as I say, like in my teaching, a lot of what I share is sort of diverse movement outside the box practices because that seems to be be nourishing for folks that have fallen into their habit body in regards to their mm-hmm. practice. But I also have a morning routine um, that I've been I've always had a morning routine. It seemed much like everything else. My morning routine also shifts and evolves and changes, but mm-hmm. the routine is there. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's an hour or more. Right. But the nuts and bolts of what I do are, are strikingly similar to what it is you do. And actually hearing your routine has given me some ideas 
of ways I can I can evolve mine. But the 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 format I follow at least right now is similarly. I, my phone's on airplane mode when I sleep, and I do my best not to turn it on until I've finished all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I wake up, I open the blinds and I move over in my bed so the sunlight hits me. And if I'm in a place where if I'm traveling, there's no sunlight, I'll even just turn on the lights or p- try to put myself in light. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink, I sleep with a, with a big thing of water next to my bed, which I chug first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, much like a plant, like water and sunlight. Yeah, first thing. totally. Um, totally. And then while I'm sitting in the sun, I usually will do my meditation practice, which my med- meditations are different each day. Sometimes it's like a chakra meditation, sometimes it's a visualization, sometimes it's more of a kind of open focus, like body scanning, etc. Mm-hmm. Then um, eyes open and I do my pranayama practice. Sometimes in that mix, I've had phases where writing is a big part of my morning practice, where sure. that, whether it's first thing or after pranayama meditation, I'll just let myself write for you know, five or 10 minutes. And I usually don't have a prompt. Uh, I just let myself write. The artist in me likes to have the freedom to just express whatever is going on for me without trying to filter or mold it in a particular way. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's brilliant what comes out. Sometimes it's less so. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just what I, what my dreams were or reflections on my, my pranayama. Uh, and then I get up and I do what we explored on our retreat, the tapotment of yep. basically like waking up my body. Um, it's, it's a meridian technique essentially of, of smacking yourself, hitting yourself, um, lovingly love yourself, but to, to it, it's sort of like free full body acupuncture. I mean, you're waking up the meridian channels, circulation, oxygenation. Um, and then I do my movement practice, which usually just looks like full body joint mobilization. Um, I will shout out, like I have a number of videos online that, that have, um, that have sort of a guided version of this. So for people that want to just kind of lubricate their body and, and bring their circuitry online, musculature, joint, uh, joint mobilization, um, there's different ways to follow along with videos that are, that are available. Um, and then I take a cold shower mm. and which further aids, as you were saying, the benefits of, of oxygenating oneself, um, I've found to be kind of the most, invigorating way to start my day is to get like good breath, good blood flow, um, good awareness to move through my system. And, and then it's kind of whatever happens after that. Maybe it's like, then I will like turn on the news or like get information about what's going on in the world around me. But I found that before I have the capacity to take on, um, and to process the larger context of, life, I have to sort of manage and process my inner world first. And it seems that that it's not one or the other. One actually sets me up to better engage in the other. So I I like the idea that in our own corners of the world, we're engaging in our little morning morning routines um, separately, but also kind of together. You know what I mean? Are we twinning? Uh, that could be, I mean, either you and I are twinning or you and Oprah are twinning. I'm not sure if there's room. It's definitely me me and Oprah. Okay, good, 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 good. (laughs) I think so. 
to sum up, don't ever speak for Danny. Yeah. He and Oprah see each other and are twinning. And uh, every morning before you start your day, um, engage in some healthy doodleage. Yeah. Is that health, healthy hearing? doodleage? That's <laughs> that's actually what I wanted to say the entire time with healthy doodleage. <laughs> well, maybe we can both in the next few, um, I don't know, days, weeks. Uh, I've actually enjoyed watching uh, your Instagram stories where you've shared a bit more of what your morning practices look like. Um, But perhaps we can, in a more formal capacity, share with our, our listeners and and that's a really good idea. Some tips to engage and start a morning sadhana. That's a great idea. We we should definitely do that. I'm in. In? In for in. In In for same. (laughs) Um, I will also say, Danny, just before we sign off here, I know like this episode will be coming out several weeks after the fact, but we are recording it on Valentine's Day. Yay. And I just want to share that this has been a really meaningful journey with you both before we started the podcast and since we've begun um, communicating in this way and, and you've been a huge part of my journey over the last few years as it relates to love, both love for myself, love for others, love for life. Um, so I want to extend that love back to you and say happy Valentine's Day, boo. Thank you. Same to you. I love you so, so much, Rocky. Can you feel it? Can, can feel you feel it. the love right now? Right now. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the perfect place to sign off. <laughs> We're good here. Yeah, we'll be singing the Lion King soundtrack off air for the next couple hours, but you guys don't have to be subjected to that. So thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning in and for your continued support of ourselves and, and likewise of yourselves through the, the conversations and the considerations that we hold. And um, I wish you all a wonderful life. May it start out on the right foot every day. <laughs> Is that a good, good tagline? <laughs> I'm into it. Okay. Well, this has been your boy, Rocky and Danny saying, uh, Hey, Drink some water, you plant. Get some sunlight. You're worth it. Peace out. (laughs) Peace out.